0: three seconds to do it, here's Chauncey Phillips, here it is, he's got it, he's got it, Chauncey Phillips hits the three, overtime, Iselman picks it up, Iselman moving, blue line chance, oh, Steve Iselman, Detroit Lions, in the air left field, the Tigers march to the World
1: Series, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, Tackle, Oregon. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite the kneecap off. Detroit,
0: Michigan. Oh,
1: yeah. Welcome to Detroit vs. Everybody podcast episode 11. It has been a while, boys, but we are excited and ready to be back at you. Thank you, fans. We've been getting a lot of requests. When are you guys putting out your next podcast? Well, tonight is the night, so we're pumped to be back in front of you. And we got a little theme going today. Um, I'm excited to bring it to you guys. You don't know what's coming, but uh, but before we get into that, boys, how are we doing? It's been a while.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. It has been a while. We've gone through three weeks of the NFL since we last talked. Uh, the boys went to the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Since we last talked. Yeah. MLB season start or playoffs are starting So But I'm doing good. How about you, Ace?
0: Ace is in the house. Ready to bring Detroit sports to you fans. Love the energy. Um, you know, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I've done zero prep for notes, so everything's gonna be kind of shooting from the hip. I'm excited to see what AA is gonna do in the offseason. <laughs> I can't believe he is still a member of
1: the old English D organization.
0: More to come. But let's on,
1: go. More to come on AA in this episode. I think Cole's got some quotes that he... Uh, he was at the press conference today so I think he's uh, got that some... had to
0: be just effing fantastic It was from yeah. what
1: from what I hear it was fantastic <laughs> yeah you're so.
0: gonna enjoy these later Ace
1: um, but I know like I said it's been a while since we've been back in front of you all I think the last time was the day before the Green Bay Packers game so I, I'm sorry it's been a like two and a half three weeks so sorry about that but we are gonna catch you up in case you were in a coma and you've missed the last three weeks like us. Um, we're gonna catch you up on everything you missed, and so tonight the theme for tonight is let's play Detroit sports. All <laughs> right, so it's a game show episode. We're gonna do sixty second reactions from from Ace and Cole here on everything that we've missed over the last couple weeks on this podcast, and then I'm gonna hit you boys with a believe it or not question that you are not aware of yet. And so I'm excited to get your impromptu takes. Uh, but before we get into our first uh, sixty second reaction. Boys, the Ryder Cup was fantastic. USA! Exactly. USA! Let's go, boys! Nineteen nine. USA came out and dominated. I know I told you both. That was probably the one of the, my favorite in-person sporting experiences that I've had a chance to be a part of. The course was beautiful up on Lake Michigan in Wisconsin. I walked 30,000 steps or something. Uh, my legs were dead. I'm just now recovering, but so much fun. Yeah,
0: so Ryder Cup, you know, this is a bucket list for me. Um, you know, it, it's no place closer than Whistling Straits. You know, it was a five-hour drive. Uh, we shot up Friday, uh, played eighteen at Aaron Hills, and then Saturday morning we were uh, in the uh, Ryder Cup venue about five thirty in the morning. Uh, we were in the mob scene, going to the first yeah, tee we box. Were. We made it into the grandstands, and I tell you what, you guys, the sun—you know—the sun wasn't out yet, but as it came <laughs> up on that first green it was an awesome sight but yeah. prior to that you know the the crowd was rowdy you know you had the star spangled banner going but i tell you what when both teams approached their tee shots you could have heard a a, a pin drop in that crowd that was it was wild. just an awesome experience um crossed off the bucket list and you know what yeah. usa 19.9 let's go boys
1: yeah that was wild uh the we were we did we had to dead sprint from the gates well like a half a mile probably to the, the grandstands for hole one as people were filing in because it's first come first serve there. Um, so we were dead sprint. I think I hurdled an old lady uh, getting get there at least one, maybe two. Um, but yeah, that was an awesome experience, so much fun. We also were stationed out on one hole and Sergio and Rory on back to back holes hit their balls in the bunker approximately like five feet in front of us. So that was kind of cool.
2: Yeah, we. I think I could have reached out and touched them.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that was awesome. Um, that was probably the highlight of the last couple of weeks for me too. Um, so anything else, boys, before we get into the meat of today's show?
0: I think the, the other thing came out of that, you know, the whole thing, you know, was Brooks and DeChambeau, are they going to be able to get along? And, you know, they did. And now just today they announced that they're going to do a 12-hold, exhibition yeah. so obviously they're trying to capitalize on the whole uh, yeah. whole uh, feud that was prior to Ryder Cup
1: yep good call uh, good call ace um, but yeah that that actually teases up well here and as I mentioned we got a little game show episode so 60 second reactions boys can you do 60 second reactions
2: uh, I'm gonna try my best
1: okay all right so we're gonna start with the Detroit Lions now uh, we talked a little bit about the Packers uh, but I, we're gonna highlight the, the two games that we missed. And so, 60-second reactions, you boys, to week three, Lions lose to Baltimore Ravens at home, 19-17. to What do you guys got?
2: Okay, I'll, I'll go first, Ace. Um, I, I thought we played a pretty decent game. I mean, the Ravens are a tough team. <laughs> the run defense was good. I know we gave up 110 yards rushing, but that's a team who's ran for 100 yards in like 50 straight games, so... Run defense was good. Jared Goff, just an absolute tale of two halves. It's so weird watching him play because it's not always like he's good in the first half, bad in the second. Uh, it's it's just weird because one half he looks like he doesn't know how to play. Next half he actually looks like a competent yeah. quarterback. Um, now you can harp on the obvious blown call, um, but in the end we got beat by a, a freaking NFL record field goal. So it, it's just a typical Lions loss. Ace, we got.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, so the big plays at the end, right? The delay of game, no call. You can expect the because it's Detroit versus everybody, right? Exactly. Uh, but then, you know, you got the best kicker in the NFL. And I'll guarantee you, every Detroit fan out there knew he was going to make the field goal. 100%. Yeah, before he kicked it. 100%. Yeah. You know, we knew how it ended, you know, right when Detroit was down driving. And then they decided, hey, we better manage the clock. We don't want to lose, right? So let's try and run a clock out. So. We run a couple dive plays into the line. We leave enough time um, there, but you know you just knew it. Fourth and nineteen, you got to get off the field. Yeah. Um, winning teams do it. We didn't. Yeah. A couple other stats there. You know that seems to be a trend. You know, I'll tell you, I really like you know DeAndre Swift, seven uh, seven pass receptions on seven targets. Right. You should be able to hit your running back for for sixty yards, but you know you look at the ratio and you know. Uh, Hollywood Brown dropped, you know, what could have been at least two touchdowns, long ones. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We averaged uh, 9.9 yards per reception. And the Ravens, who have a quarterback that, you know, the big knock on him is he can't throw the ball. They averaged 17.9 yards of reception. So, you know, a couple big things. One thing that, you know, was a glimmer of hope is, you know, we sacked Jackson four times. You know, I don't remember the last time the Lions had four sacks in a game. Um, But, you know, typical... Uh, probably should have been beat by more than the, than, than the final score. But, um, you know, that, that's the ticket there. 66-yard field goal. You knew it was going in before they kicked it.
1: You boys are well over the 60-second reaction. But just a couple quick things. I think you're right. Defense, um, I think I saw a note that Aaron Glenn, he said he received several calls from, from other teams and coordinators throughout the week on our game plan against Lamar Jackson and how, how well that was executed to a tee. So I think that that's pretty cool to see. Um, but I, you're right. I mean, everyone knew wh- how that game was going to end up once that, that obvious, blown, missed call occurred. So, yeah, it sucks, but moving on to the next one. All right, 60-second reaction, boys. All right, you're going to have to shave about a minute off of this okay. one, okay? Lions lose at Chicago Bears 24-14. to That was just this past Sunday. We do
2: you got? Uh, it's all about execution in that one. We had the ball inside the 10 four times and didn't score – on any of those four drives, uh, disappointing loss. Thought it was going to be more competitive in that game, because we, we only lost by ten, but we, in all reality, we got blown out. So,
0: yeah. yeah, I'll start with a positive note here. Jamal Williams, fourteen carries, sixty-six yards, averaged almost five yards a carry. Um, you know that was critical for us. I thought, but again, we saw the trend. Um, you know, Chicago had nine, averaged nineteen yards of reception. And the, uh, the Lions were 12 and a half yards of reception. You know, unfortunately, we lost Romeo Okora. He joins Jeff Okuda on the season-ending injury list um, in this game. And uh, we had one sack. So, and this is a team that gave up nine sacks the prior week to right. the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. So, um, just uh, it, it just shows you we are miles away, boys. And we're 0-4. And uh, we're starting to hear where we're going to finish in the draft talk already.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I feel you, Ace. I read a tweet. I'm going to read the tweet uh, from Dan Miller. He's a Lions Twitter guy from Fox. So the Lions have now lost their left tackle, Taylor Decker. Pro Bowl center, Frank Ragnow. He only played 14 snaps in this past weekend. Our two best pass rushers. Our best wide receiver or supposed best wide receiver. Guy who should be our best corner, Jeff Okuda, and his backup. This was going to be tough from the beginning, and it's getting a lot tougher with these injuries. So we, we made the prediction on what the Lions' season would look like with all those guys included. And so it sucks to see what's going on. I think I saw a stat, 150 of the 209 passing yards that the Bears had this weekend was on the one. Who was the corner that it was at? Uh, the guy, the replacement guy. Not Jerry Jacobs. Is it Bobby Price? Bobby Price, yeah. So undrafted guy, sucks, but Mooney was burning him the entire game. So awesome all right well now i got your two believe it or not questions okay so you don't know what's coming here believe it i want you to answer believe it or not both of you separately believe it or not we will not know if jared goff is the future of the lions at quarterback until he plays through the 2023 season
2: Uh, i'm not
0: believing it
1: that's it Want to answer Yeah. No, what do you got? I'm not
0: believing it either. Okay, what do you guys got? I think we know golf is not the answer. I think if you look down through the first quarter, um, you know, despite not having receivers on the field, you know, you can't take a snap off your face mask and hand it to the other team. Miscommunication. You know, he also got sacked and fumbled two more times in the game, I think. So just ball protection. Um, Accuracy is not good. I mean, we've seen it on a number of plays where... Guys were open, and the ball was either thrown out of bounds. So, yeah. I know it's only been four games, but I've seen enough. He's not the answer. Now, the 2022 quarterback class may not be that good, um, but there's got to be another option out there, boys.
1: My counter-argument would be I would encourage you to look back through teams in recent memory and find a, on paper, worse or like more disappointing receiving core in the history of like, find me a worse receiving court. He doesn't have an NFL receiver on his team, really. Yeah, that's true. Our, our, I mean, it, it's just, so that would be my argument. How do you only
0: throw complete two passes to TJ Hawkinson against the Ravens? I I, I agree. He's your he's your Pro
1: Bowl tight end. I, Get the ball to him. I agree, but if the Ravens are taking that away, we have to find another way. So, I, I'm just throwing that out there. So, you
0: believe it, then?
1: No, I, I do not believe okay, it. Okay, so all right. Just just so. All right, second believe it or not for the Lions. Ready? Ready? Yeah. The Detroit Lions will be picking number one overall in the 2022 NFL Draft.
2: Um, I'm going to say no. I don't believe it.
1: Interesting. I think we're going to be picked there's, second. There's two 0-4 teams right now, as of now.
2: Uh, now, don't get me wrong. I think Who's we're the other g- 0-4 team? Jacksonville,
1: Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars. I, I
2: think we're going to be bad, but... I think, I think Who are probably
1: going to be looking for a new coach. I so there's really
0: four teams, right? You got Jacksonville, Houston, the Jets, and the Lions. Right, right. Are those the bottom four teams? Yeah, yeah. except the Lions and the Jaguars are all in four. Those teams yeah, are one and right. three. So who's going to finish below us? It's not going to be Jacksonville. Why? They got a good running game, and they got a quarterback that's going we to improve. I all also year.
1: think Jacksonville plays Houston twice. That's true. And they play the Colts and the yeah, Titans. Yeah, but
2: if you look at our schedule. I mean, we were leading the Packers at halftime. Yep. It took a NFL record to beat the for the Ravens to beat us. Yep. Uh, we outscored
1: the Bears in the second half. And my my alternative would be if you remember the schedule that we discussed at the beginning of the year. It is hard. It's very hard. I'm looking at it now. Very hard. Yeah, so. but
2: in the Niners, we we lost by one yeah. one score. So okay. we've been in games against these hard teams. And I just think eventually we're probably going to win one.
0: So, the only team out of those four that's going to need a quarterback is the Texans, right? So, you know, if, if you're thinking Detroit right. Lions are going to draft a QB, um, you know, they'll get the top quarterback,
1: right? Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, that's it. That wraps up Detroit Lions. Let's move on to the Tigers. Okay. And 60 second, boys, we're going to have to shave some time. Too much time. All right. 60 second reaction. Detroit Tigers finished the season 77 and 85. They were sixty-eight and sixty-one after starting the season nine and twenty-four. So sixty-eight and sixty-one since the middle of May. Sixty-second reactions. Uh, I was happy with how the Tigers
2: played this year. Um, I felt like Hinch did a great job with maybe a not-so-great roster. Yeah. Uh, the young guys played well, better than I expected them to play. We were beating uh, division winners. Each, I mean, we we were winning series against division winners. Yeah. Um, I think if you add a couple pieces to this team, they're a legit playoff contender.
0: All right, I'm going to go pitching staff first. There are 10 major league pitchers on this roster. Um, six starters and five, re- or actually 11. Six starters and, and uh, five relievers that all pitched well for the Tigers this year. So that's a good thing. But I'm going to give you two numbers. 15, 14, and 490. Anybody know what that is? You tell me, boy. No. That's the ratio of strikeouts to walks. 1,514 strikeouts, 490 base on balls. We had two guys with over a 350 on base percentage, Grossman and Candelario. And, they and uh, you know, Grossman is one of the highest strikeout guys on the team. So, definitely got to improve. We don't have a major league roster in the field, and uh, that's where we need to focus.
1: Nice. Good job, boys. Um, I, I agree. I think... Um, an interesting thing I saw. I read an article. There's a big deep dive on from Cody Stavenhagen at the Athletic on AJ Hinch today. Um, one thing that I liked, and this kind of tees up some of the believe it or nots I got coming here. He had his end of the year kind of speech prepared, and and he delivered it to the Tigers the day they were eliminated yeah. from the playoffs. Yeah, I saw that. Not the last day of the season. And so because he he wants that. To, to stick with the team, and like that's what that. he's focused on. So, of all the – I know we we love A.J. Hinch and what he's done so far. We're big A.J. Hinch guys. But I that was just another, like, all right, I'm freaking ready to run through a brick wall. Yeah,
2: I, I love Hinch, man. All right.
1: I think, I think what, the other thing we
0: learned this year is that the
1: Tiger Stadium does not have the same trash cans that the Houston Astros have. <laughs> <laughs> Very good point. Uh, shout out A.J. Hinch and the Astros. All right, believe it or not, you boys ready? Yes. Let's go. Bring it on. Believe it or not. The Detroit Tigers actually need pitching more than a shortstop this offseason in free agency. Um, We've been pushing shortstop all have, year long. That's all that's all been the talk.
2: Um, I'm gonna say No,
0: I don't believe it. But it's close. I'm gonna know as well. We gotta have a captain at the shortstop position. That's a key spot, and that's a building block. We have enough young pitchers uh right now we got what five guys under the age of 25 and that's not including boyd and turnbull we got manning alexander scuble and mice and you got boyd and turnbull there um you know are any of those guys an ace maybe not but that's something you can go get uh, a uh, established pitcher and, and spend the money but shortstop's a building block we gotta get we gotta plug somebody into that hole
1: because it's leaking like a sieve I think the – so the, my counterpoint, I'm going to begin to be the counterpoint guy. Spencer Turnbull, there's a good chance he doesn't pitch for the Detroit Tigers next year yeah, with injury I don't think he's and surgery he's had. Matthew Boyd, he – he. I think he just had surgery. Now he's supposed to be back, I believe, for spring training. But he just had surgery. He's a guy that's had it battled injuries forever. We just – Michael Fulmer just had an awesome year. Knock on wood. I'm knocking on wood right now. He stayed healthy for most of the year. I know he battled some injuries, but none, none of them were as serious as – as he's mm-hmm. had to deal with in the past. So I just think, and the, you think about some of the veterans that we just threw around there, whether it was a Jose Ureña, Drew Hutchinson, um, I don't know, who else? Who's the guy we just signed? Willie Peralta. We yeah. signed him and to be re- a depth arm for next it year. Was he was actually really good was. for us this year. So um, just just something to think about there. Yeah. Awesome. The, uh, the next Believe It or Not, you guys ready? Yeah. This time next year, we will be preparing for our first playoff game since two thousand and fourteen, I believe it. I wanna believe it, <laughs> but I don't believe it. Oh, that's tough. So, we,
0: we've got too many fo- too many holes in the field, and uh, you know, I
1: Alex Avila is still the GM, so that's an effing problem right there, boys. I feel like the only way you. You take that, I don't believe it. Is if you don't think we do make a big splash and free agency. Prove it to me. Prove me wrong. And this, Cole, this is a good time to tee you up. Yeah,
2: so today, uh, Avila and Hinch were kind of doing press conferences, and you got them talking back-to-back today. So you get the first quote, and I was screenshotting these and sending it to Evan. So the first quote's from Avila. He says, I would caution you, this is not going to be spending like a drunken sailor. This is going to be a very measured process. So I send that one to Evan and immediately I'm like, oh no, we're not signing anyone. Hinch steps, steps up to the table next, like the next speaker. He said, it would be exciting to get a guy on the, quote, top end of the market. If that happens, I'll be up here holding the jersey and loving life. I'll kiss Alavilla on the cheek in front of all of you. So I send that one to Evan and I'm like, okay, now I'm confused because these guys are not on the same page. Well,
0: I think I think B, you got Hinch, who's a proven winner, and then you got A,
1: a who is a proven loser. It's time to run him out of town. I think the one thing. So I agree, Cole. That was an interesting dichotomy of, yeah. of quotes there. The one thing that I think we've all seen this year is that the organization and leadership realizes how fortunate we got in landing AJ Hinch as yes. our manager. There was interesting circumstances. Whether you you think it positive or negatively of them because of it in Houston. Um, uh, we, we feel very fortunate to have him landed in our lap because he's very much shown himself to be a premier manager, a World Series winning manager, a yep. leader of men. Um, and, and so I think that you can read more into what Hinch is saying than maybe Avila's more measured approach. That's the same shit that we've heard from Avila forever. That's yeah. what he's been saying. That's what he always says. It doesn't matter a high, up, down, low. That's what Alavila is. Yeah, right I, in the middle. He's I agree. Switzerland. I
2: agree. I agree with you on that one. I I think uh, we realize what we have in Hinch, yep. so we're gonna try to like whatever he wants. We're gonna try and yep. get him that.
0: We we've got to get Hinch some major league baseball players in the field. Correct. We don't get that.
1: He ain't gonna be here either. No. We we were playing with a leaking sieve at shortstop. It doesn't matter who it was defensively all year long. But, yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, okay. That wraps up Tigers. Next topic. I'm going to need a blood pressure pill before we go to the next one, boys. <laughs> AA isn't here, boy. Um, <laughs> next topic, the Michigan Wolverines football team. Okay. 60-second reaction, boys. Michigan wins at Wisconsin for the first time since 2001, starting the season 5-0. and What kind of reaction we got to that?
2: Yeah, I was impressed. Um, I-, I honestly didn't think we were going to win that game, and we kind of went in there and dominated them. Um we we ran it but this game we passed it more and McNamara missed quite a few throws But he hit the big ones. So he hit on the flea flicker I mean, it, it was a decently sized window, but he fit it right in and uh, I, I just thought the attitude around Michigan right now is infectious I mean they were all
0: dancing during jump around yeah. so
2: I, I was impressed with it
0: Yeah, it was good to see the excitement the emotion I think maybe the younger coaching staff has brought some of that. Hopefully it's carried over to the troops uh, definitely saw. I think it was our best passing game of the year. Yeah. And that's one thing that I had been waiting on to see yeah. uh, whether McNamara. You know, in the back of my mind, I'm saying, hey, we got to get this McCarthy on the field. Um, and he did I would, more yeah. often. I so mean, he McCarthy had an came
2: in through one throw, and it was a perfect bomb about 50 yards down <laughs> yeah. the field for a touchdown.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, counterpoint, guy. Wisconsin is horrible, right? Like I think we can see that yeah. their defense might be okay. They're one in three. Their I, offense is very bad. Yeah, Very they're, bad. They're and their, offen- their offensive line might be worse than their quarterback situation. And imagine saying that about Wisconsin. I know. Their their <laughs> offense is horrible.
2: Um, I, I don't think their defense is bad. I, I think their run defense is good. And I, I was happy with the yeah. way we were able to run the ball. Even though it wasn't as efficient as it has been, uh, that's against the number one run defense in the country. So I,
1: I agree. All right. Believe it or not. Can you boys guess what I'm going with here? This believe it or not question. Yeah, I think I know what you're, you're going to say. You're
2: going to say this was Harbaugh's first win as no. an underdog.
1: No, you're going to say
0: the Wolverines and the Spartans are both going to be seven and zero. No, 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 hold on,
1: Ace, hold on. <laughs> the believe it or not, this is the year Michigan beats Ohio State.
2: Uh, I don't believe it.
1: You're wearing a Michigan shirt, Ace. I see yeah. it right here. You I, got Michigan I right over fly, in your heart, I flying the colors, baby. And you know what? Let's go blue! Let's do it. We're gonna do it this year. Love it. Ace. Believe in it. Love it, Ace. Uh, I don't know if I'm buying it. I I would say no, um, but uh, but I think you're hearing from Ohio State fans who are down on their team that this this would be the year if there's a year. Hell, I just hope I get. Why to not? See, Let's do it. I hope I get to see one before I die. I think we'll either get murdered or we're gonna <laughs> win in a close game. There yeah. will be no in okay. between. Uh, Alright, let's jump over from Michigan Wolverines to what many people might say the more impressive start to the season and that's the Michigan State Spartans. Wins at Miami Hurricanes, which we hadn't talked about, and at home versus Western Kentucky this past weekend pushes them to 5-0 and as well. Takeaways on Michigan yeah, State. I, I 60 think, seconds.
2: I think Michigan State's a, a pretty damn good football team. Um, I I was I was impressed with the win at Miami at the time. I'm not sure if Miami is that good, but they're just they're beating teams handily. I I thought the Western Kentucky game was yeah. going to be a lot closer, and they just destroyed them. Yeah. Um, well, it did end up close at the end. though. Well, yeah, right? but so, it, if maybe. you're kind of leading the whole way, I, I don't know. But I yeah, I think they're a good football team.
0: Yeah, so you know, Sparty, you guys know I had a chance to go down and see him in Miami, and and seen it seen a win down there. Um, you know, this, this past week they played the, uh, hot shot quarterback from Western Kentucky, uh, who I think I had a preview on that this kid's, kid's a pretty good player, but they gave up too many points. Defensively, they got to tighten it up. Okay. Who's Michigan State's running back? I can't. Kenny Walker. Kenny Walker. So is that, that guy got an opportunity to play on Sundays? Uh, Uh, potentially he does. Yes. So. Um that's their, you know, How about the receivers you were parties? talking about yeah. this weekend, Reed? Yeah, is it Jaden? I think it's Jaden. He's an absolute yeah. stud. Yeah, he's a transfer uh, yeah. kid that uh, Mel Tucker got and hey, give give Tucker credit.
1: Yeah. I you
0: know, uh, and, you know as I indicated earlier, you know, you've got both Michigan and Michigan State on a collision course on October 30th. Yep. Cole's birthday. Uh both teams potentially could be 7 and 0. Michigan's got a um
1: not Nebraska, Nebraska
0: and Northwestern,
1: yeah, yeah, and
0: the Spartans got Rutgers and Indiana. So, whoa, losers. Um, we could be both teams could be seven and zero. Imagine that, and they play
1: up in East Lansing this year, boys. Hey, we will. Well, I, there will be a lot of talk on that game in the future. But I got to believe it or not, okay? Believe it or not, Michigan State at Ohio State on November twentieth will decide who represents the Big Ten East in the conference championship.
2: Uh, I think I do believe it. Wow. I, I don't know if... Yeah, I think I do believe it. I I think the top four in the Big Ten East is good with Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan State, and Michigan. So I, I don't even know. like Maybe Michigan State drops a game or two and then they seem like a team that could go into Columbus and beat Ohio State. So I do think that game will be huge. They more than... Like I I have much more confidence in them going to Columbus than Michigan or Penn State and winning. So yeah, I, I could I buy I buy that.
0: I've already said you know I like the boys in blue in the shoe. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say no on that. I uh, don't believe it. I think it's gonna come down to Harbaugh and the Buckeyes. That I
2: think, game that game's actually at the Big House this year. Yep, it oh, is.
1: it is. Yeah, I thought yeah. we were away this it's year. Home. Nope, okay. Home. I think the one there thing that. I think one of the things that plays in Michigan State's favor is their schedule is a little lighter Mm -hmm. than a Michigan or an Ohio State down the stretch. So, a little easier schedule this year. So, that plays well for them. I might believe it. I don't know yet. I'm holding out hope on that. So,
0: Michigan at Penn State on the 13th of November is going to be a big one as well. Yeah,
2: Michigan still has to go to Michigan State,
1: two Penn State, home versus Ohio State. Easy boys. You're looking at my (laughs) notes over here. All right. We're going to jump to the next topic. And that is the Detroit Red Wings, a team we have not spoke about in a while. But preseason's getting going. Red Wings opened the preseason this past week. The youngsters are buzzing. Yeah. Can I get 60-second reactions from you boys?
2: Yeah, so I actually, me and Ace watched uh, a Red Wings preseason game the other night. And like I said when we kind of started this, I'm not a huge hockey guy. But now, like, I I am fully invested in the Red Wings. Uh, I love watching them. Raymond and Sider are playing so good. Um, Fabry's been good so far. Dylan
0: Larkin's back. Uh, It's been fun to watch. What about you, Ace? Um, Yeah, I'm looking forward to the season. I think that we uh, potentially have an opportunity to get back into the playoff hunt this year. Um, You guys know I'm a little bit down on Dylan Larkin going into the season. So, to me, this is a big year. He's got to step up and and, uh, actually earn the C. He hasn't earned it yet. He's wearing it. But he hasn't earned it. He's got to wear the C and earn it
1: this year. Another big thing for some of our young guys, especially at Dylan Larkin, is we have the Olympics coming up. That's usually big. USA Hockey is going to be uh, choosing there members to represent them. And so Larkin is a guy that you'd expect to be hey, like using that as extra motivation this year as I want to anchor the top line on the U.S. team. Yeah. So.
0: yeah, you know what? I'd prefer none of our guys even play in the Olympic team, but well, they, uh, that's me.
1: They shut down the NHL season for about 17 days in the spring. And all the players can go play in the Olympics, so I think that's pretty cool. They're doing that. Yeah, so I'm looking just, forward to
2: just it. another little tidbit. Last night we had four power play goals. <laughs> so yeah,
0: so you know they hired Alex Tangay to go look at the power play. Yeah. And uh, so far it's been probably the most impressive special team
1: we've had. So we had the worst power play in the C- in the NHL last year. Just as an FYI, boys, the believe it or not, are you ready? Two of them. Yeah. Believe it or not, number one, Moritz Seider. And Lucas Raymond will both be in the starting lineup on opening night when we play the Tampa Bay Lightning. Believe it. So, starting
0: lineup, you're not saying on the ice for the start no, no, of the game. No, no the, Yeah, they'll both, they'll both dress. We just don't have enough talent not to play those guys.
1: Interesting. Lucas Raymond has showed out in the preseason so far. Still so young, it would be nice to have another year of control with him. But I agree, we've been messing around with that. Put him in the lineup. Put him on the line with Larkin. Give Larkin maybe a little room to break out next
0: you know don't get me wrong and this cider is gonna make some mistakes yep but we got it you know he was the uh the best defender in his league he played in right uh so you know we gotta get him on the ice we gotta get the young kids on the ice you know otherwise you know they're they're 25 uh, year old and you got a cody clemens still in the minors wondering where he's at
1: play the rookies get them out there <laughs> shout out alavila um Next thing isn't so much a believe it or not, just an interesting thing I was looking at. I was looking at... So you're talking a tidbit. This yeah, a little tidbit, little tidbit right. here, because you mentioned we should be battling for playoffs. The Red Wings are... Vegas has set the over underline for them on points at 77.5, which is the fifth lowest of all the teams in the NHL. You got Arizona, Buffalo, Anaheim, and Columbus, and then Detroit. So that's an interesting thing to think about. Could that's it bottom be, five? They got us for the bottom five. Fifth, yep. That, could it be like the Tigers, though... And beat expectations. Tigers beat expectations by 10 wins. Yeah. Okay, so could it be that? That would be pretty sweet. That being said, there's a great NHL draft crew this year. Alright, let's jump over to the other team that's just starting their preseason and that is the Detroit Pistons. Pistons camp opened up this past week. First preseason game is tomorrow, Wednesday night, versus the San Antonio Spurs, our old rivals from 3 04 days. 60 seconds. Go. Uh,
2: I'm excited for the Pistons. They got a they got a young crew over there with Cunningham and Bay and Stewart. Uh, it's gonna be fun to watch those guys grow. I'm hoping we're more competitive this year. Um, that, we're gonna need more wins than what we had last year if we want to keep it going. But yeah, I'm excited. What about you, Ace?
0: Yeah, you know I'm looking forward to the Piston season. But as I've told you guys in the past, I'm a throwback to the Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton era, where every position, every possession was like it was the last possession of the game. They just cherished the ball and made sure they worked it around for a good shot. Now, this current Detroit Piston team is going to be just the opposite. They don't have any size, so they better get their asses up and down the
1: court and play good defense. Love it, Ace. Coach to your roster, right? Coach to your roster. Coach to the players you have. All right, believe it or not. You ready? Yeah. Believe it or not, Cade Cunningham and Jeremy Grant Will lead Detroit back to the playoffs for just the third time in the last fifteen years. We have not won a playoff series in that time.
2: Uh, I don't think I believe it. Really? Yeah. I mean, we were we were one. Of, we had what do we have? Nineteen wins last year. Don't remember. Yeah. Gonna, we need I try to block that out. We need to add on like twenty something wins. That even yeah. even though Cunningham was the number one pick, he's not going to be able to add on t- double your win total in one year. So.
0: Yeah, I don't see us in the playoffs as well. You know, I see us, you know, making, you know, maybe tenth or eleventh in the East, but we're going to miss the top eight. Um, but it will be a year of growth, and we really have a lot of young guys that are
1: going to prove whether or not uh, they can play in the NBA. Yep. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and believe it. I think we can do it. I think there's always those lingering teams on the bubble, right? That are they don't know whether they really. Management wants them to lose. The The players kind of want to win. They want the season to be over. I'm going to believe it. Do you count the play-in games as the playoffs? Yeah, since I'm believing it, I oh. am now. Yeah, I officially Who's am. the point guard going to be? Great. That's a great question, Ace. Believe it or not. I just want to know if you're still on Killian page, Hayes bandwagon, baby. Will be in the starting lineup. I'm not saying he's going to be a point guard, but he's going to be a okay, the so there's lineup. another reason we won't make the playoffs. <laughs> um, Alright, that wraps up 60 Second Takeaways. And also the Believe It or Not session. We'll have more of those going forward. Uh, but now we're going to transition to our quick betting recap. If you remember right on last episode, we gave you a ton of picks on the NFL from the Packers, Lions game on Monday night to games on Sunday as well. Well, boys, you'll be happy to know as a group, we finished 7-5, and five, so we were in the money. The big winners we had, Cole had Green Bay minus 12. I had TJ Hawkinson to score a tutter for plus 220. You had Tunyon to score a tutter in the same game. Don't remember the odds. Plus, you got, plus 600. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> you guys both also had Cowboys money line at L.A. Chargers. They went in there and won. They were underdogs and won. Um. So we had some big winners there. We finished seven and five with our picks, but those were the big winners. So yeah,
0: I, I didn't lose any of my picks. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay. So I don't know who the five were, but they weren't from Ace.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Whatever you say, Ace. Um, we'll have more betting picks going forward, um, especially on Lions games because we feel like we're dead on when it comes to them. Uh. But but just want to update you boys on how we're doing. We're making the listeners some ca- cha-ching. That's right. All right. Next and final topic of the day, and that's what we're excited about, looking forward to ahead this week. Cole, what are you most excited or looking forward to? Well, I'm looking ahead to the college
2: football slate mm. on Saturday, and specifically the two teams from Michigan. You got Michigan at Nebraska on Saturday night. Yes. So that'll be a electric atmosphere, single point fa- or single digit favorite. That's um, kind of a it's kind of a tricky game for them. Then you got Michigan State at Rutgers, also a single-digit favorite. I feel like these two teams are in very similar spots. Um, they're, kind of, they're going on the road, at a similar spot this week. They're both teams going on the road. Both teams five and zero, and I'm kind of hoping both teams are seven and zero when they clash on October 30th on my birthday. Oh man, that'll be an electric atmosphere, but yeah, I'm excited to watch them both play this
0: week. I'm excited for that also. Ace, what are you looking forward to this week ahead? Well, just to kind of feedback on Coles there, what will be cool is we'll be in East Lansing to watch that game. So, you know, we'll have our amazing blue on, but we're going to play the green and white in East Lansing. All right. so things I'm looking forward to this week. So the, the Tigers are in my rearview mirror. The Lions are already there, pretty much. You know, <laughs> I, I've written off the playoff hopes, uh, but you know what? I've heard somebody say that they scheduled the season in four different quarters. So we're zero and four. Yeah, so that was it the would last, be nice to go one and three. That was the last
1: loser we had as our head coach, Matt <laughs> Patricia. I remember. I remember that. All oh, right, so yeah.
0: that's that's a glass half full there, boys. So, but you know, hey you know putting those two teams aside we've got both the wings and pistons kind of kicking off their seasons um the wings have already played i think four games you know it's good to see uh for some of the rookies getting uh getting some playing time it was yeah. good to see him up i had an opportunity to see him uh in their camp the red and white camp up in traverse city Attaboy. um so that that was pretty cool seeing them play there um that that area in the state of michigan has kind of adopted the wings uh in their uh, exhibition camp. So I think they call it the red-white. So um, caught their games up there. And, uh, you know, I'm looking to see, I want to see some of these younger kids uh, and just see how they do They're going to make mistakes, but you know what? You got to develop them. Preseason's the time to do it. And then, uh, you know, it would be nice to jump out to a a quick start this year and get a little bit of confidence uh, for the Wings. And then you got the Pistons. So, you know, I am looking forward to seeing... You know, Cade Cunningham, the, the dude's the number one pick in the draft. So, what's he all about? We're going to see it. Uh, you know, I didn't see a lot of his Oklahoma State uh, games uh, last year. But, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. You know, there's definitely, there's a whole world of talent there. And just hopefully we can corral it and uh, and,
1: and put that on, on display in, in the Piston uniform. I'm with you on that. I'm pumped for those two. What I'm most excited about this week, number one, obviously, the Lions. Not, no, I'm not really excited about the Lions. <laughs> Lions have Vikings this week, so we got to throw that out there. But I'm most excited—the MLB postseason. First pitch goes out tonight. We got the Yankees in Boston to play the Red Sox in a one-game winner moves on to face the division rival and the AL champion, the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm pumped for the MLB postseason. Whereas in the MLB regular season, every pitch doesn't necessarily matter. In the postseason, every pitch, every at bat, every swing. Everything matters in the postseason. I cannot wait to be back in the postseason up late at night watching and stressing about every single pitch that one of our middle relievers that sucks, throws. Oh, man, I, 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 I miss it. I'm glad I'm not stressed, but I miss the stress, and I can't wait to be back in it next year, hopefully. Boys, who do you want to win the World Series? Who, who's your picks, and who, kind of who do you want? Well, the team
0: I picked uh, at the beginning of the season was the Chicago White Sox?
1: Hmm.
0: You know, I saw them play early, and I just think they got the talent to do yeah. it. Now they're definitely not the favorites. Obviously, you look at the Dodgers repeating. You got the Giants with the best record in baseball. I think they won 106 or 107 games. Yeah, uh, this year in the American League. Um, you know, you've got the uh, Tampa Bay uh, team that was the best record in the American League. But you know, I'm going to stick with my pick, the White Sox. One thing I'm going to be uh, disappointed: JD Martinez has been ruled out of the wild card round. He got hurt on the uh, last game of the season regular game season but the other thing i'm looking forward to um you know adam wainwright versus our boy max scherzer i believe that's on wednesday night this week correct yeah so you know dodgers cardinals you know i don't like rooting for the dodgers they're kind of the yankees of the national league they just spend as much money as they want to and you know they go out to free agency. They don't only get the best pitcher in the league, but they they get a great shortstop too. Two hundred eighty,
1: two hundred ninety million. F Y I.
0: Trey Turner. So, um, you know, we've <laughs> talked about the Dodgers before. They just don't have a, uh, a a budget that they have to work with. They just you know spend the money, and the, their television contract pays them back. So,
1: Cole, who's your picks?
0: <laughs> who you want? Um, so who I think is gonna win
2: each side? I'm looking at it right now. I'm gonna go. In the AL, I'm taking the Astros. And and in the NL,
0: I'm taking the Giants. A believer in the Giants. Yes. Nobody believed them all year, but they kept that two or three game lead on the Dodgers all season long. Yeah, the Dodgers Give them some credit. The Dodgers had what, like 104 wins and they're playing in the
2: wild card game. So they probably yeah. feel like they got shafted. How
1: about that? 104 I wins know. and potentially a one and done. I know. I That's and, and the crazy thing about it is I'm looking at the odds here. The Dodgers are plus three ninety, the favorite to win the World Series. They could be out before the postseason really gets. It would
2: not surprise me one bit if the Cardinals beat the Dodgers.
1: It would surprise me. What a game!
0: However, has Scherzer lost yet in a Dodger uniform?
2: That's the only issue. Scherzer has been lights out. But you got
0: the Wiley veteran Adam Wainwright, who won seventeen
2: games this year. Uncle Charlie. The Cardinals always just scare me when they get to the playoffs because they may not always be the best team but they just know how to win in October. This
1: ain't those same Cardinals. Dodgers going to wax them. Uh, I, don't know who's, I, I, I don't know who I want to responsibly wager on, but I'm taking Tampa Bay Rays. Give me them. That I was a Rays guy. I've been a Rays guy for the last couple of years while the Tigers have been out of it. Once we're contending with them, I'll back off the Rays. But I love how they develop all their young talent and, and their organizational philosophy just amazes me. So give me the Rays this year. They made it almost all the way last year. Let them go all the way. I'd be fine if the White Sox won, too. I kind of like the brewing AL Central rivalry there, and I think that would only stoke the flames a little bit. Uh, so, But give me the Rays. That wraps up what we're excited about. Can't wait to watch all those things. Boys, next episode, we're going to recap the Lions-Vikings. We got Michigan-Michigan State with some big games and big games coming up. We'll give you some more betting picks specifically for the NFL. And then lastly, the last item on the list, USA Soccer, with some big, important qualifiers coming up for the Olympics. I know all you soccer fans that just tuned in for the last couple minutes. Tune in October 7th. What's that, Thursday night? We got the first game against Jamaica.
0: Go, 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 USA. Go, Go, go,
1: USA to the Olympics. Boys, it's been a pleasure. Let's not make it so long before we do the next one. We know it, and and everybody knows it, and you talked about it earlier with the referees against the Ravens. Listen, if it was easy, everyone would be a Detroit fan, but it ain't easy, all right? And so until next time, it is always Detroit versus Everybody.